Hey pal, welcome. This is Start and Keep Going. I am Molly Cash, and this episode is called Goals and Gambling. Those might not seem related, but it will all make sense in a minute here. Let's get into it. So we make goals, right? And sometimes they're really lofty goals, and sometimes they're not. But I think there's a tendency for many of us to um, shoot for something a little bit unreasonable. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like, oh, come on, be realistic. You can't do that. That's not what I mean. I really think you can do anything if you're willing to keep going. That's like what I always talk about, right? But what I mean by unreasonable is we think we can just do too much too soon or that we're going to improve like a lot immediately. That's what I think is unreasonable because you're asking yourself to commit to something that like you're not capable of yet. Doesn't mean you can't get there, you can't achieve that, but instead of allowing time for yourself to become the kind of person who does this thing, you're expecting yourself to just be that person already. And then what happens? You mess up. You don't hit your goal. You don't do all those things you were hoping to do. And then you feel like a failure. And often you give up. By the way, I'm saying you, I mean we, all of us do this. I personally have a ton of ex experience doing this. Um, from the time I was a little kid, I would set these crazy goals and expectations for myself that about what time I was going to wake up and all of the books I was going to read and all of the exercise I was going to do. And just, I don't know, I, I was a real uh, overachiever or I guess a wannabe overachiever. <laughs> And I would get really discouraged because I was expecting myself to start off already good at the thing that I was trying to get good at, which doesn't make sense when you think of it that way, but that's not how I thought about it. So this concept that I learned has been a real game changer for me because I can't not have goals. It's just who I am. I got to be working on something, but recognizing my tendency to expect too much too soon of myself and then just get discouraged and give up. I, for a while, I had a hard time even setting goals, even wanting to. But here's what has changed that. Setting goals and even lofty goals is totally fine. But along with that, you need to also set the companion bare minimum goal that goes along with the lofty goal or even just any goal, okay? So for example, I have been trying to drink enough water for as long as I can remember. And I've never achieved that goal. And I always start at the top. I start with, well, I should be drinking this many ounces. You know, there's varying advice on how much water you should drink, but I start with the ideal and then just expect myself to jump right there. And as you can imagine, I fail every time. But this time, I am setting a bare minimum of 24 ounces. 24 ounces might sound ridiculous to you, like ridiculously low, and that's fine. But I have, um, 
glasses that are 12 ounces that I like to drink out of in my house. And I just, I know I can drain one of those twice in a day. I just know it. I know I can do that easily without breaking a sweat. I might even do that most days already. So it might seem silly to set that as my goal, but here's the thing. With that goal, I can consistently hit it and be succeeding, be achieving, which feels great, which keeps me going. And on the days that I wouldn't have otherwise gotten at least 24 ounces, I will now be getting 24 ounces at least because I am committing to that and I know it's a reasonable thing for me to truly commit to. I know I can do it. Now, most days, am I going to drink more than that? I hope so. I hope I'll drink double that, maybe triple. I'm still not convinced I need like that much water, but I can absolutely go well above that goal. But 24 ounces is something I can hit on even my bad days, which means I can do it consistently. And consistency is like the most important thing when you're trying to achieve a goal. So um, you may know this by now, I am the queen of metaphors that work pretty well to a point, okay? So this is not perfect, but here's how I like to think about this. So I'm gonna put this into poker terms, okay? In poker, you've got the small blind, which is to the left of the dealer, and then to their left is the big blind. And in case you're not familiar with this, that means those two people have to put in a minimum bet before the cards are even dealt out. And the small blind is half, usually, of the big blind. And it's a, it's a small amount. I mean, some people play poker with lots of money. But, you know, when I used to play with a group of friends all the time, we would um, we'd start with, like, one penny and two pennies, you know. And then, of course, you can raise from there and get way more in the pot, but you're starting off with this very minimal amount and there's just no questions asked. If you're left of the dealer, you have to put in the small blind. If you're left of that, you have to put in the big blind. And then they deal the cards. And at that point, then it goes around the table and people can either either call or fold or whatever. And when it gets back to the small blind, they can ante up to the the big blind amount to stay in the game or not if they want to fold. So with goals, what we want to do is define the small blind. And see, here's where my analogy starts to fall apart because what's the big blind and like, is it really double and how does the math work? You know, it, but just ignore that, okay? But defining your small blind helps you know how much you're going to put into this thing regardless. On days that I'm not home all day, I'm not very good at remembering to bring a water bottle with me. And so those days are hard for me to get enough water, but I can still get in 24 ounces. That's an amount I can drink all at once. And so I know I can do that even if it's before I jump in bed. So if my small blind is 24 ounces of water a day, I can commit to that before I even know what cards I'm dealt. Because I get it, like you don't, 
always know what your day is going to be like. And especially if you have kids or other people who rely on you for work or in, a, in some other way, things come up and you don't always have control over that. And if you have your, you know, your big blind, <laughs> see, it doesn't work. Um, your, you know, your, your lofty goal, your possibly unreasonable expectation of yourself, and that's it. That's the only measurement of whether you have shown up or not for your goal that day. Then you have something come up and you can't do that. Then you have to take a fail on the day. Unless... You've got your minimum acceptable effort that you know you can do, even on the worst days. The very least you can do that keeps you going, that keeps you moving forward, keeps you making progress. The small blind gives you the opportunity to play the game, if you so choose, once you see your cards. And then if you want to bet more, sure, go all in if it makes sense to do so with the cards you're holding. Another example of this is when my son was learning to do back handsprings. Um, and he was pretty little, like maybe seven or eight. And he would go to his gymnastics class once a week or maybe twice. And that was kind of it for like being able to practice that because we didn't have mats or like a soft you know floor for him at home to practice on that would be good and I could kind of spot him but I wasn't very confident in knowing how to do that and so he really just didn't have the opportunity to practice the back handsprings that much and I asked the coach about it and what they said was to just have him do back bends every day you know where you're lying on the floor and then you push your hand put your hands in that really awkward position and, and push up and make a, you know, upside down you of your whole body. It's so hard to do. <laughs> I am really proud of myself if I can hold up, hold it for like one second. But my kids are amazing at this. And you can do a backbend for really one second a day and you will start to build strength. It will over time get a little bit easier. A one-second backbend is something a person could commit to. Even if they couldn't commit to 30 minutes of stretching and strengthening or even more time at the gym or whatever. And when my son did that, just backbends every day, he did seem to progress a lot faster. For another example, um, I heard from a friend once who wanted to be a writer that the advice they were given was to write every day. And it didn't matter how much, it didn't matter what it was about, or if it was good or not, just write every day. And I love that because someone who writes every day, we call them a writer. And that is the whole point of even having a goal because of who you become in the process of pursuing that goal. We usually think of it as, no, the goal is the goal. And sure, fine, that can be the goal too. But what I think is more important than that is your personal transformation along the way. You write every day, you become a writer. 
You may still be far from having a book ready to publish, but if you are a person who writes every day, you have transformed. You've become something that you weren't before. Kind of along those lines, um, one of my favorite comedians, Gary Goleman, he's, he's brilliant. I just can't say enough good things about him. And I actually saw him live not too long ago, and it was so great. So if, you, if you're not familiar with him, check him out. But he um, did something a couple of years ago, I think 2019, where he started on January 1st, and he wrote on Twitter every single day a tip for you know up-and-coming comedians or people just starting out or whatever. So obviously, if these are on Twitter, they're not very long, and I'm sure some are better than others, but he showed up and did it every single day. And I, I tried to find, you know, his own self-reflection on this exercise or something to, to see if he learned or became somebody or whatever, but I couldn't find anything like that. That's okay. But I wanted to share um, two of those tips that just support this, this whole idea. So this is tip number 357. That doesn't matter, but here's what he said. Writing on consecutive days is important. Two hours a day is greater than eight hours twice a week. I have read again and again that if you can write every day at the same time, you can engage your subconscious faster. Writing from the subconscious is how genius happens. Okay, there are two things I love about this tip. First of all, going back to the idea that the reason we have a goal is because of who we're going to become in the process. Where, what he says about two hours a day being better than eight hours a, uh, twice a week is so true. You can make really big efforts here and there periodically, and that doesn't help you become somebody really. But if you were to write even just a little bit, I mean, two hours sounds like a lot to me, <laughs> but if you wrote 10 minutes a day, for a month, you'd be a different person. The second thing I love about this is how he brings up the subconscious. And I have not done any research on this myself, but I do know that anything we can push into the subconscious of our brains, the place where habits live, anything we can get in there becomes super powerful they like take on a life of their own and we barely have to put in any effort anymore. It becomes more automatic. It becomes, again, part of who we are, but things get a lot easier that way. And, you know, I don't want to get wrapped up in like, well, you got to do your small blind the same time every day. But I think he's right. There's some genius to that of, making it as habit-friendly as possible because then your powerful subconscious mind takes over and does a lot of the work for you. Okay, here's another one of Gary's tips that I really love that fits in perfectly. He said, when I was really struggling to get out of bed every morning, oh, for some background, if you're not familiar with him, um, he has talked a lot about um, his struggle with depression and anxiety and he's he did a whole comedy special called The Great Depression, which is amazing, but not just funny, like meaningful and 
earnest and amazing. So anyway, that's what he's talking about. When I was really struggling to get out of bed every morning, I made a deal with myself. Get out of bed for a half hour. If you want to go back to bed after, you can. I didn't go back to bed once. 10 minutes will probably work. I don't know about you, but I have been there when it is a real struggle to just get out of bed. And this is true always, but especially at those times, something was better than nothing. And it's lovely that um, Gary didn't end up going back to bed once, but even if he did, he would still be becoming somebody who always gets out of bed, which I'm sure helped tremendously in recovering from depression. Okay, speaking of bed, um, here's one you've probably heard of, and this was um, William McRaven. He's a retired U.S. Navy four-star admiral. I looked that up because <laughs> I don't know things like that or what they mean, but there are a lot of other impressive things we could say about him. But there was a speech he gave at a commencement years ago that has made its rounds around the internet, so you probably heard it. He said, if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed. And that got a big laugh, but he went on to explain that if you've made your bed, that means you've accomplished the first task of the day. And that helps you get a little momentum to accomplish the next task and the next one. It lets you feel this little sense of accomplishment and go on to face the harder and harder things of the day. And then he also said, which I love, if you have a terrible day, you come home to a made bed, to a small kindness that you did for yourself and something that you accomplished. And I love that he said to do this if you want to change the world, not just if you want to have a good day or be productive. Big, big things are made up of little, tiny, daily, incremental actions because that's what makes you into the person who will change the world or whatever it is you aspire to. Because is making your bed ever going to change the world? Of course not. But is that the small blind that's going to help you become the person you need to be to accomplish your lofty goals? Could be. You decide what that is for you. Make sure it's low enough, easy enough, something you truly could do even on your worst day. And then watch yourself transform as you show up consistently. I love this concept. I'm excited to uh, become a person who drinks water. <laughs> I'm on day one and I hit 24 ounces like by lunch. So, you know, I'm doing great. Uh, I never know how to end these things. So I will just say have a great week and I'm going to go drink some more water. <laughs>